strangers and residents of Angel Grove, welcome to the Sentai Truther Club. I am your host, Grav, and with me is my lovely co-host, Kennedy. Pog, 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 pog. And today, we've got our lovely comrade, Hell Baby. Wait, hold on, wait. What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, I just got here. Um, I was watching Power Rangers for some reason. Uh, Don't worry about it. it. Maybe we'll get into that later, but don't worry about it for now. And uh, what's... (laughs) It's it's Kennedy versus Kennedy, but in a but in an unusual format. We're not talking about politics. We're talking, talking about, about power rangers. Hell yeah! It, it's it's always fun to have a moderator when we do a Kennedy versus Kennedy. I'm sure the grab will be great at that, and I'll find something to argue with you about at some point. I'm sure. Don't worry about it. We'll find That's something to argue about. <laughs> I'm sure. We always We're, try. Like, which like which is the better of the girl rangers, the pink ranger, or the yellow ranger? The pink ranger. You know, in this in this season, okay no we can actually argue intro? about that but okay <laughs> no actually actually i don't i don't even yeah, i'm just I saying that say, I already it's, kinda, it's very contentious <laughs> in this opening of uh, power rangers lost galaxy <laughs> you dropped the hint before the show about the yellow ranger you shouldn't have yeah, done that oh shit Damn. Shit, I, I, I lost all my tricks <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, Hell Baby, tell us about your podcast that you've got going on. So, the Bad Praxis podcast and Twitch stream, just a bunch of, you know, we're normies. Well, not normies. We're normal people. We're not super smart. <laughs> we're not the most, like, egg-headed people. And we come at, we come at uh, politics and current events from, like, a regular person, why are y'all being so weird perspective. And that's that's like uh, the ethos is very much like be normal, be regular, but also try to do good and try to save the world. We recently moved on to Twitch and we're having a lot of fun over there. Twitch.tv slash bad praxis and everyone should come check us out. <laughs> yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> so you're you're basically like most of these leftist podcasts that are out there, but you're normie pilled. <laughs> yeah, we're like we're like uh, regular pilled. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, like I like I like I take my antidepressants pill instead of arguing with people online pill. Like Family Guy. God, pilled. that's actually a good idea. <laughs> yeah, family Guy. Joe Rogan pill. No, that's bad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that one. <laughs> what has been your experience with the Power Rangers? So, uh, like, generally, or these two episodes, these wonderful two episodes that I've been generally. okay. So, as a kid, I watched Power Rangers and I always wanted to be the pink one. I don't really, I, you know, I was such a big fan of like the franchise when I was really young because my brothers were really into it. Mm. They were a couple years older than me. And so they had all the VHSs from like the 90s. I guess I never, I guess I never thought about like, you know, as an adult, I, of course, like I watched the, I watched this show and I see that there is like implications to it and there's like deeper meanings to it. When I was a kid, I was just like, they fight big guys. And I, that's <laughs> cool. They, they do cool superpowers. kicks. Yeah, it's, it's sick. I was always watching like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like, fuck yeah, I want to do that. Where's my fucking super suit and four friends that will never be mean to me? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we all want, isn't it? 
Yeah. I want to yeah. look good and I want to have a squad. <laughs> there we go. Roll That's up. the goal. Yeah, actually, that is the goal. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) like what were your initial impressions to power rangers lost galaxy did you see it before is this brand new to you i'm sure that i had seen it because it looked very familiar to me the characters looked very familiar to me like the like the faces but i'm not sure that i was watching like the current power rangers when i was a kid because i'm pretty sure i was watching the dvds i mean the vhs's that my brothers had from like earlier on so i don't actually think that i like watched this one but my initial impression of it was i was shocked at how like conceptually uh intense it is for like a kid <laughs> show like there's like a like like i i i assume that there's more like explaining this later on but like there's a lottery that people were a part of to like go to a space colony is that what i'm hearing like is that what it was yeah that's so, crazy so basically that's wally shit so basically <laughs> um the the last season was the end of the zordon era so they got, mm-hmm. they went away with zordon being like a central figure um and kind of like that rita repulsa like those era villains yes. wouldn't pop back up again unless yeah, those are the ones that i know of yeah. right yeah and so they enter into this new this new era and uh, then we get to stuff like, um, how do I say it? Questionable seasons. <laughs> so, like, uh, basically, like, after the Zordon era, we ended on a really high note with Power Rangers in space. And the success to that is thanks to the fact that they changed it up uh, that season to it being, like, a weekly, like, oh, sometimes it is plot relevant, but most of the time it's not type thing. It's heavily mm-hmm. serialized. And the reason why they did that was because it was going to get canceled. And so uh, they were like, well, let's send it off with a bang. Let's send it off with like the best season that we can conceptually think of. And they pulled it off. Very few issues we took with the last season. I think overall we gave it like a 9.0 out of 10. Uh, this, that was like the highest rated season uh, that we've watched so far. And then, uh, then they were like, okay, well, let's do it again. <laughs> let's see if we can just strike some more gold. And so this is Lost Galaxy, which is now uh, they did away with Zordon. They kept certain things to like transition into the new era, as you see with the Astro Mega Ship and Alpha. Mm-hmm. But realistically, but- it's just like a brand new clean slate. And this is the beginning of like where Power Rangers is like new season, new Rangers, new concepts. Like, American Horror Story in the Power Rangers franchise. Yeah. Sorry. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually. you're no, you're kinda right on actually. Yeah. Hell yeah. Except, I love I love to reference things and be right. That's that's a really good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> We're in this transitionary period and yeah, uh even I was taken aback by the start of this uh <laughs> this show <laughs> yeah. right from the get. What what about you, Kennedy? <laughs> It's pretty wild. I'll speak. <laughs> I'm not sure which one. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, my piece. I'll like, say hell baby for the for the okay, guests. Yeah, I'll yeah, say yeah. hell baby for, for, the, for my lovely co-host <laughs> that comes on every week with me. Hey, that way you're always plugging <laughs> the Twitter too. So yes, you know? exactly. hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, it definitely in the same way that like. Power Rangers in space felt like this sort of step up to like a little bit of higher prestige television. Um, Power Rangers Lost Galaxy immediately starts with like a pretty high concept 
kind of beginning. There's like a lot of complex themes. The way things are introduced is like kind of intense. And yeah. um, this is the deepest yeah. opening. I think this is the most with like complex plot threads that they've gotten so far. Like the yeah. last one, the last one was pretty deep. Don't get me wrong for the intro. And I love that intro. Good intro. It was a fucking really fucking good. This one, it's just like there's more complex mechanics around it. And I, 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 I'm honestly like aghast. I, I like because I've literally just finished watching it 20 minutes ago. And I'm just like, hmm. I don't know if I love this or just like this. And I think I'm I'm more mm -hmm. or less like I like this, but it's like with a huge caveat, <laughs> asterisk, 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 because <laughs> we start off Power Rangers Lost Galaxy where sometime in the future and the narrator goes in a world where white people are Native American. <laughs> i just have to say this one's really interesting for me because i did watch a little bit of super sentai gingaman which is the one they're using footage for um in this season and uh it's interesting because like i didn't expect there to be this much plot crossover because i know at times they're just like taking the footage and doing completely different things with it but in this case they obviously like clearly referenced the super sentai plot in a lot of different ways and this intro is like it's like i i wonder in some ways why they didn't just use the sentai footage <laughs> or something you gotta slather like... it up in racism <laughs> yeah and make it whiter of course it really is funny how every like piece of media that tries to like touch any of these like even like hint at any sort of like unrest or like issue with that kind of thing is like yeah but they all all have to have that like international aesthetic but also be very very white like it, right. it's all yeah like a uh, toto like africa by toto but as a television show yes <laughs> that's a really good analogy yet again it's the, like corporate uh, internationalism as an aesthetic it has always been very like my other the only other thing that my brain could liken it to is like the cheetah girls global get down which reference that nobody will understand and that's okay that's, that type that's of fine. aesthetic corporate internationalism aesthetic just like screams to me pastel colors just bathed mm. in blood <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i like someone with like a like a button-down shirt and like a like a sweater tied around their shoulders and also like a hatchet no, I'm, think, like I'm thinking of like the gold chains, like Lily Island album. They have the, the turtleneck. Turtleneck and chain. Yeah, yeah turtlenecks and chains. So Sipping on a light beer. Yeah, yeah so they got like, like the, the, the pastel blue turtleneck, mm. the, the, the navy one, and then they have the pink blazer on, and they just have like an AK <laughs> in one hand, and they got bloody shoes. Yeah. <laughs> With some Very much light like, beige um, khakis. Like like country club Punisher aesthetic. Miami Vice <laughs> aesthetic, yeah. God have mercy. That's <laughs> no getting God. away from we're getting away from oh my it. God, that's we're getting so away weird. from it. <laughs> my heart my heart can barely take all of this. So let, let's let's just uh get into how this opens up. So there's this distant planet, Miranoi? 
Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Miranoi, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have these quasar sabers, and there's this old guy kind of just explaining, you know, ah, these quasar oh. sabers. They're super Only powerful. The best and can get them. Yeah, they've exactly it's like a King Some... Arthur type deal, right? Yeah, basically. Mm, but five of them. But, like, <laughs> but instead of like using their own like sort of like medieval aesthetic or whatever about it, they instead went for like, hey, you remember the nineties when white people would take spiritual retreats and find their spirit <laughs> animals and wear feathers on their heads and get dream catchers and shit? Yeah. While you're there, you try to pull the quasar swords out of the stone. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> Yeah, and like not only that, but like they couldn't decide whether to make these people look beautiful or to make them look dirty. So what mm. you end up having is is like you have like dirty rags over people and like black like soot or whatever, but then their faces are just covered in makeup. Like everyone yeah. just has a shit ton of makeup on. It's yeah, like jarring to look at. It looks like a Kanye West uh, runway show. Yes. <laughs> you can't really tell, like, uh, at first, are these people, like, in, like, a more primitive era on their planet? Or are they just dressed like this for, like, cultural weird reasons? Like, what is, <laughs> the, uh, what, what is going on exactly? Uh, it turns out to be the latter. Um, <laughs> yeah. So... So they're doing their quasar saber ceremony, but then also some bad guys arrive because, of course, we're gonna have bad guys. There's this dude. What would be Power Rangers without bad guys in lovely like foam outfits? You would. Yeah. I like the designs. I like the designs. I I really do too. I feel like I'm watching an episode of like. I I think I think these are the best minions that we've seen so far out of like outside of like maybe Tangas. I like Tangas more, maybe, but t- that's because Tangas have more design, personality. Though. But like this one, this one is a little bit, uh, a little bit more edgier, you know? Because like the Quantrons, before, I like them. The Quantrons before had blades on them to look menacing. These just outright look menacing, like from the mm. jump. They don't look silly. It's very yeah. like it's like a purposeful design. Like it just like it like I don't I don't know. I I was struck by how creative I thought the like like site like the pincher things being like used as like a swiping weapon I, I just thought it was really like a creative and like dynamic looking thing just like aesthetically yeah yeah um, and and so cool with the like the fight choreography which is something that i've always really appreciated from power rangers no the, stingwingers, so the stingwingers would for sure like they would pretty much pass in hard sci-fi mm. like, I, mean, I love that shit i mean you could definitely squeeze these into something borderline like stargate easy they're not like a goofy enemy, really. No. So the enemies attack, and their leader is this guy, Furio. He's all right, too. I think the Stingwingers are kind of cooler. Yeah. I always think the big, <laughs> I always think the big guys are a little, uh, a little much, you know? Like the I big like enemies. This one. He's got some good energy with that, like, really flowing kind of armor <laughs> that's like, I don't know, it's really over the top. <laughs> I was the one thing that I was that I was thinking when I was watching the second time because I watched it last night and then I was like I should probably make sure that I'm awake and that I know what's going on uh, was that he was real close to some fire on set and I know that that foam is real flammable I know that the adhesive is real flammable and I was like that actor needs to he needs to run he needs to or he needs to be being paid a lot yeah a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
so at this point, we cut back to Earth, and there's a space colony called Terra Venture, and it's about to set into space in search of a new world to colonize or something like that. Yeah, so Terra Venture. Should we start this discussion now, or should we just wait <laughs> until like it gets to more pivotal scenes? No, let's do it. Okay, because Terra Venture's a fuck. Alright? <laughs> Terra Venture is man-made. It is like an ethereal construct. Because basically, Terra Venture is treated like a country, but it's just a space station. Mm. And you need a passport to get to it. But who created the space station? Like It's like the most insane thing is seeing like this like defense force or whatever that's like like on Terra Venture and like going to the moon to like like what are you like like what are y'all looking for? Yeah, we shooting. I don't. It's so weird. Like, I, I, like, I why, I'm like why, trying <laughs> to like not uh, go over like all of it just yet, and I just want to just touch on Terra Venture <laughs> because like as sorry, the sorry. plot progresses, it's it gets intensely more fashy. Yeah. Because why do you need that much military when, like, like all they're there... going to be doing is hanging around the populace? Yeah, um, is there any, like, obsessed. other... Are there, like, rival space stations? That they're, they're all fighting military. It's something? a military country. Like, it's straight from the jump. It's it's Starship Troopers. Like, so if last season was Star Trek, uh, this is Starship Troopers. Mm. But with no commentary. What if we did Starship Troopers but played it completely straight? <laughs> and so like that's why i'm just like i don't know if i like this conceptually i don't know if that's what they were thinking but right <laughs> the fact that they're like oh okay well i really love that starship troopers movie for all the wrong reasons let's just do that <laughs> but with, with but with power rangers and this is what we get so we get this militarized space colony that we created like us human beings from earth created and then suddenly invented a passport system to get to it and everything and then like when you're in terra venture you're not necessarily supposed to go back to earth as we find out because the captain right. of terra venture tells him he's like yeah you see earth right there yeah you you're probably not gonna go back to it and it, it complete like i'm telling you kennedy turbo fucked up power rangers <laughs> Like, it corrupted Power Rangers. Because, like, Turbo yeah. is when the, the show started getting more capitalistic. And then in space, they were like, well, libertarian anarchism. Like, they were, like, achieved, like, an anarcho-syndicalist type style of government on the Astro Megaship. So, like, that was pretty sick because they were just doing things for the sake of being good people, right? Like, right. preventing genocide and all that other stuff. And then they had their needs met through the technology that they achieved. So it's like, ah, yes, this is Star Trek. This is awesome in terms of like politics and stuff like that. But this one, it's like full fash. Everyone's a fucking cop. If they're not a cop, they're an army soldier. It just depends on what time of day it is. You know, the captain tells uh, this guy, what's his name? Is this the Blue Ranger or is this the, the older brother? It was the older brother. It was the older brother? The one that was, like, watching out the window? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the older brother. So the older brother, um, do you know his name, Kennedy? No. Matt. 
Oh, sorry, Ron Kennedy. It's <laughs> His okay. name was Matt. Matt, okay. and the younger brother's name was Leo. The only thing I'm good at is yes. names. <laughs> okay, so Matt, like, as they're passing through the ship with the captain, Matt and the captain make misogynistic comments towards the Pink Ranger. She's like, "Yeah, you know, we're gonna get it done in about like a couple of hours or something like that." And she's, and they're all like, "Oh, a couple of hours? I guess that's better than the estimate you had before, bruh." <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't even seem like it wasn't even like a mission critical item right it wasn't like no. an intense thing it was just like oh yeah, yeah no this is just a project that you're working on that's kind of like priority level green or something <laughs> <laughs> she kind of has this vibe where like i don't know i got this impression that the pink ranger understands that she's under fascism and he's like kind of trying to like work against it within it a little bit, but is also kind of a lib. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> very much she like understands like, the, like the feel. The feel that I got was like, you know, the tweet that was like, you know, the the rich lady in like Los Angeles that was like, and if any of you uh, don't protect your undocumented housekeeper, this is on you. Like very much that, like like playing into the system, but then being like. But also, I'm different, you know? I don't know. Maybe that's, like, a, like a stupid reference. But just, like, this, like, she, she did try to, like, protect this, like, the kid that, like, came onto the ship or whatever from being booted off. Which, by the way, where are they going to send him? <laughs> are they going to send him home? How? Like, are they just going to, like, like, I thought nobody went home. Like... What's the logic there? The Red Ranger, Leo, mm -hmm. he is like trying to figure out how he can maybe get on to um, Terra Venture because he wants to go. Um, and he saves this old lady from these thugs that are trying to steal her passport because apparently they think that they can make one of them look like the old lady or something. I don't know. <laughs> You know, the prosthetics they have on that set. Are I'm going to guess really that good. they were going to scalp it on the black market. That's my, yeah. that's my opinion. That those, I guess so. Because it's a selective process, I would assume that we all know that passports and identification cards get scalped on the black market. Sure. Like that happens. Uh, it's, it's just the thing. I would no, assume I know. That I just that thought it was kind of funny. Because it would it's be like... Funny. It, it, the scene would make more sense if, like, they were hassling, like, a just, like, a, a business guy that looked enough like these just generic white guys that they could be like, now I got my passport, ha, ha, ha. Only <laughs> one know? of them was white, I think. They were, like, trying to be woke about it by not having, Oh, they like, were a... semi-woke. Yeah, they were, right. they were trying to be semi-woke about it, but they were like, oh, throw an Asian in there. <laughs> yeah, it's a di it's a diverse. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll guy. have a Hispanic, an Asian, and a white guy jump this this old lady. There's wow, a lot of beautiful. like, there's like a semi wokeness to everything about this. It's like trying to be like semi woke and then just fucking mm. nope, yeah. uh, nope. <laughs> need more, <laughs> need more women police. Like <laughs> yes. no, we need actually grab. We need, need more women muggers. Yes, need more intersectional crimes yes <laughs> right. i mean that's actually true like i yeah that, I, I would i would support that i guess so, that's law. so uh more women should be allowed to commit crimes anyway go I ahead. Agree. <laughs> uh, all, 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 all women should be allowed to commit one crime and just get away with it yeah 
women should like be able to participate. Like there should be a purge, but only like a for felony. women. <laughs> Are you gonna tweet that? <laughs> no, I just read <laughs> something from the chat. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So Leo saves this old lady, and this this part really baffled me. She's like, ah, it's too bad you didn't get a passport. We need young men like you in space or whatever. And like, you know, obviously there's some like sexism and stuff to all that. But also, she kind of has a point. Why was this like lady who looks like about four days from death granted a passport to go on a a long-term space journey? Like, I get that you would mix the ages a little bit if you were building a large colony, but I still feel like you'd have a cutoff at like maybe 55 or something and be like... yeah i i was worried like when i i had i had that like initial gut reaction i was like oh i don't want to you know because i know that that's some that's a logic that's if it's taken to its final conclusion it can be used by some bad people to be like you know like the guy that was like yeah if you're like over 70 you should just die because like you're a burden on everybody and also yourself i think that was like rama Emanuel's brother but anyway like there is a like hate like like a like a i'm happy for this lady to have a nice retirement on Earth, yeah. Should, like, <laughs> well, that's like, the I, thing, I'll right? Give, like, give you healthcare and also give the passport to the guy that like, like is gonna be alive tomorrow. You know, and what Maybe. I mean, it, it didn't seem like um she wasn't presented like they if they had presented her as like having some special skill. Maybe it would have been more viable, but she just really, really good like at a generic old lady. It's a lot like, of really really grandma <laughs> vibes. This, like, is, yeah. this is how I imagined it. There was a uh, Superman comic that I read that was kind of like a reboot of sorts. Uh, it was like Jeff Johns' uh, Superman run in the late 2000s, I think, or early 2010. And Lex Luthor would do like a make-a-wish type deal where he'd get up on a podium in Metropolis and essentially like pick someone from the crowd and make their wish come true. And there's always like some sort of like deal with a devil type contract sort of thing. But I think that that's literally the case. Like they're literally just like lottoing these passports and it's just insane. It's insane. Like all of this is insane. Why would you want to live on a space station unless the elements on Earth suck ass so much? Or unless the space station was going to be like a, a, you know, an okay place. Like if, like if it was like, Oh, we're all going to space. We're pioneers and we're all in this together and had like good vibes. Then maybe yeah. you'd be like, okay, sure. But the vibes are like, we're going to space and any descent will be met with force immediately. Yes. Like, like we're going to space, but none of the fun stuff you imagined about any time going to space. None of the cool shit. Just like Starship Troopers and like really claustrophobic white hallways all the time everywhere yeah yeah not not for me i think i'll i think i'll stick with the global warming i think there is i'll a take bit my of chances a, i think there is a bit of a plot hole in terms of location as we get later on into the openings but yeah no nah, this is this is so shitty the red rager acts as a stowaway he doesn't grab the passport from the old lady despite the fact that he could have and she doesn't give it to him right which made no sense she doesn't give it to him as a reward or anything. So then that also indicates that I think that there's like a photo 
system in there in that passport inherently, which means that, yeah, it's probably just going to get scalped on the black market. Somebody's going to come right. prosthetics or something. Disregarding all of that, he doesn't get rewarded with the passport. So he ends up acting as a stowaway at the airport on Earth. But also who's there is the pink ranger that we saw on the space station and the blue ranger. I'm like at a loss. So my my think my thing is is that they're in basic then, right? Or like they're about to be in basic. They got the passports, they signed up for the No, no, they they said the commander says this is our last like serious exercise before. So it's like this is the end before of basic. Per- before like- Terraventure launches and then why Wait, was the guy what? like you'll no, never go is... you'll never go back? <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it's like, so confusing. I, I have it's that very issue. Confusing. I have that I have that issue later on too, uh, when a different event happens. But yeah. Y'all like, are right that there are some things that don't make sense eventually, but this is how it is. Yeah, my I think my own <laughs> headcanon I think my own headcanon about that situation is that they're going through basic. Because when you sign up for the military, you gotta do some training and there's like some leeway in between like you actually going to like or whatever and going to go like do military training you over can't there. you can't headcanon this because pink ranger has already been seen operating within the military sorry yeah this confusing shit that i'm saying is unfortunately just <laughs> very true and i guess then i guess that just means that they're on a mission to go to a different planet to go get resources or, or to fight off a threat maybe yeah yeah no nope. it's it's definitely imperialism it's, then it's definitely the imperialism yeah. then they they're there for either well there's only two reasons they're either and actually the more charitable reason is imperialism because the only other reason that they're there is to be the apparatus of the state keeping these space colonists in check and they thought that they needed quite the apparatus an actual literal army <laughs> yeah i mean god yeah that's a lot darker <laughs> yeah, in terms of just like how how dark is this timeline is basically what I'm trying to ascertain because the final stages of imperialism is when you just turn the guns back around on yourself because you've mm. already you've already fucked everybody else over. And like I'm like, is that the situation here? Because it almost feels believable. Yeah, especially you know, especially when you think about it that way, like there isn't a there aren't there's not going to be a massive pool of people to like divide and oppress in different ways, like over the span of a century. Like it's just going to happen. It's just going to start happening. It's going to suck. Yeah. 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 I'll stay on Earth. I think I'm. I'm. I'm going to stick with my choice to not be in space. Staying on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's getting off the shuttles, and that's when the Pink Ranger like drops all her shit on the floor. Because, you know, women do be shopping. And so uh, the Red Ranger, Leo, has to show up and, you know, pick her stuff up for her because she there was too much stuff. She couldn't have done it. And uh, oh, her name is um, Kendrix, by the way. Fucking sick name. So, so Kendrix <laughs> gets some help from Leo. And she's also there with the Blue Ranger, Kai. And Kai is a narc is giving this guy the side eye from the minute that he walks up. A couple seconds later, after Leo is like a nice guy and helps them, he's also, he's already running from security when this happens. 
And then he notices that security is like kind of closing in on him again. So he's like, I got to go. Nice to meet you guys. <laughs> and security like comes up and they're like, hey, did you see a guy exactly matching the description of the guy that you were just hanging out with? And uh, Kai is like about to just be like, yep, let me rat this dude out. And Kendrick's is like, wait, no, he helped me pick up my many belongings, which I, again, could never have done on my own. As a, no. as a little tiny lady who's also in the military and like a scientist or something. I'm just also like, oh no, I'm too weak for my like five well, pieces she's of like paper. gaslit all the time. She's actually all the time. Nuts. And like, I'm pretty sure the men in her life are like super fucking toxic. The men in this, in this show, outside of Green Ranger, the men in this show are hella toxic. Mm -hmm. Pretty bad. It's like a warrior culture already. It's like, it's like, like they've already like, like got the like age old, like condescending, condescending, like patronism, patronism or whatever of like men who have been a part of a culture of like fighting for like hundreds of years. And I'm, I mean, I'm assuming this, this like venture into space is like new. Like it's why there's so many people that are like clamoring to be a part of it. Yes. So it's so odd. Honestly. Well, kind of new. It's confusing. Yeah. The funniest thing about this is Kendrick's is clearly one of the most competent characters that we're going to see this entire season. Mm -hmm. She's socially savvy. She's highly intelligent in like a science and engineering sense. Um, and she's also capable yeah. of like fighting. And she just seems to just have like a relatively good head on her shoulders in most scenes. But then it's like, it's like the writers had to just like be like, oh, but also this like extremely strong, capable woman will just occasionally be like, eh, I can't. Eh, where's I the also man? like to look at flower. <laughs> <laughs> where's, my, yeah, where's my chaperone? Yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, hear me out. Billy as a pink ranger. That's kind of what we're getting with Kendricks, and I actually kind of, I, I, this is. I will actually stand for Kendrick's a little bit, even though like her character is sometimes presented in, in like a weird and irritating way. Like she is like one of the core characters of this season and deserves some fucking love. Yeah, just in the first two episodes, like... she and she like drives like drives like the like the decisions that get things done. A lot. Know? A lot. Mm -hmm. You remember that uh that stupid uh right wing meme of like girl who picks up book uh, God, yeah, and, and gets like wider and like wears sweatpants and shit. It's no uh, longer but then it's there's, no like, longer in a hot pink mini dress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like but it's instead it's uh the leftist version. Where she picks up theory and she's still in the hot pink dress but has glasses on. <laughs> That's Kendrick's. Or potentially Kendrick. Yeah, I, I want to see more, but she's already showing some like shadow leader potential. And that would be if that holds up for the season, I'm gonna be really thrilled because like a pink ranger shadow leader would be a totally different dynamic than what we've seen before, and it could be really interesting. Yeah, for sure. Now we cut to a very oof, oof. <laughs> my the the washing machine load size size is huge, very oof scene of uh, Leo coming up from the stowaway section of the plane 
It's sitting down. Oh, we're getting this out of order, but please describe this. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is before. <laughs> so, Leo sits down on a chair next to a black girl, and the black girl is looking at him like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then he goes, hey, I want to see. And he goes up to the window, and she's like extremely uncomfortable she's with like- how close he's getting. Which she was already looking uncomfortable to start, and then and he so- didn't have like a normal cover. He he could have been like, "Hi, I'm Leo. What's your name?" You know, or something like that. Instead, he's just like, "Can I look out the window? Like, let me in your space right now." <laughs> yes, and it only further implies the lotto because she's there by herself. She's like yeah. seven. That's She's terrifying. like seven years old. So she well, got a passport that, to Terra Venture, but her parents didn't. You know, this is obviously like a, a, a liberal concession, but, you know, props yeah. to the Power Rangers universe in some ways, because we know that they that orphans have a lot more autonomy in the Power Rangers universe than in our actual world. I'm just going to assume that, you know, she was an orphan from the same orphanage as the uh, the the I can't even think of his name. That's how much I hate that character, Justin. He's she's from the same orphanage <laughs> as Justin, you know. And she was just like, "Fuck it, I'll apply." <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst thing that could happen? What's the? What? <laughs> I live in an orphanage. This shit sucks. It's just like <laughs> Justin when he, he became the Blue Ranger. He's like, I don't care if this shit's dangerous. Like. My life I, sucks right now. I ate the whole boot. I is like, I is so far gone. Especially part one, Kai. He starts to mellow out. But like the initial impression of Kai is that he's got a don't tread on me flag oh, fucking yeah. tattooed on his ass. Yeah, he's like 100% <laughs> don't like, like 100% automatically wanted to rat the guy out. Consistently, like, you know, it's so, it, it is so funny how like, they had to make like and this is again like they had to be a little bit woke about it they had to make like the like not they had to make the asshole like authoritarian guy not a white guy i feel right. like that was funny <laughs> so, like they, they're such a, like an unnatural like i think the blue ranger is always seen as that though i think the blue yeah. ranger is always consistently like authoritarian in some way even tj to an extent when he was uh Blue Ranger it in space, my favorite Ranger, he was authoritarian left. But I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I even as an anarchist, I would say, you know, there's a difference between legitimate and illegitimate authority. And TJ seemed to wield a, a legitimate authority and in, in space because he was very moral and never once abused his power. So Yeah, uh, TJ was very Gaddafi like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, we're gonna alienate so many people. <laughs> the spicy cakes today. Okay. A, a wonderful, a wonderful um, left calm uh Power Rangers <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> but yeah, no, Kai is stupidly like fashy in part one. Mm. And I, did I miss a scene, I'm sorry, before we got to Leo uh being a stowaway on the plane? No, you just that was before and we missed it. So yeah. that was oh, yeah. bringing it back. That so, was before he got caught by security for being a stowaway. Ah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so then, yeah, he runs around the airport. He meets the other two eventual rangers. He realizes he's going to get caught. And he's looking for, like, a way to, like, some kind of way out of this situation. And what he sees is, oh, there's military brats running around in uniforms and a rack of uniforms. I have to say, though, he's also wearing, like, an undershirt and a very distinctive, like, overshirt and necklace. And if he wanted to hide, he could have also just, like, taken off the, like, bright red velvet shirt that he was wearing and yeah. like yes. would have blended literally, in a little bit better literally every security guard that's looking for him references the red shirt <laughs> just like a, just a red shirt <laughs> got him yeah my, so, my wife so said dumb. the same thing she was just like just take off the fucking shirt just take the fucking <laughs> yes, shirt dude like, it's not that hard but uh, he he looks um, like every other white guy on the fucking. He does. Like, yeah, like, he does. The Once they put on the uniforms, they are all the same person. Mm-hmm. It's actually very hard to tell Leo apart from anyone once mm-hmm. he's in that uniform. He's a very generic looking dude. Like he he looks like like they found he looks like him Tom and didn't Welling. even care that he, he didn't even didn't even matter that he wasn't like. <laughs> This doesn't matter at all to the plot, but the acting, I feel like it's just like bespoke bad kid show acting. Like for like a lot of this. I'm sure that it like as the first episode goes on, it gets a little better. I think that there are just some moments, like with the older brother, especially, you know, like at the period the point where he's like looking out the window at Earth and he's like looking at it longingly. He's just staring at it like this. <laughs> Which of course nobody that's listening can see, but you know, it's like John. <laughs> Great acting faces, and just so much of the, <laughs> like, they, like I'm sure that they that they like cast the like the younger brother just because they were like, okay, he looks like he'll be put in a heartthrob magazine. Yeah, like he could get a cover of J14. There's certain scenes like, where you like see his like face up close. And I'm just like, somebody save me. <laughs> you, can tell, you can tell that the director has told him to clench his jaw so that he's got that, like, you know? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. He, he's like a, like a European sculpted statue. It's really he's like, intense. He's like the golden one. But, like, not in a good-looking way, just jarring. Mm. Like, Yeah. And in, in that outfit, he really does look like he's about to be like a European like dance like house pop DJ. Like, <laughs> yeah, you could just tell there's like some uh, people on Earth uh, in whatever version of Twitter 2077 is, and just <laughs> good actually really good analogy uh, to what's probably happening on Earth. <laughs> but uh, like 2077 Twitter, somebody is taking a picture of like the wanted sign. For the stowaway. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god, he's so fucking hot. He's so I, hot. I would let him inside me. And he's like, that's a fucking fascist. Yes. <laughs> that, those, are, those have been the darkest tweets about this. It was funny at first. It was funny at first when people were like, yeah, I'd fuck the Q shaman. But then now it's like, or shaman, sorry. But now it's like, uh, I, thought, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I didn't think you guys were serious. <laughs> yeah, that dude, like, you can smell that dude from the pictures. I don't know. Anyway. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Qu- 
Quasar Quest. Yeah. <laughs> Power Rangers. Power Rangers. So we're good uh, podcasters. We can stay on topic. <laughs> the Terra Venture Security Force or whatever the fuck. Nobody challenges doing, authority. Is doing their final training exercise. It, suddenly, like sub oh shit it's leo is out there doing the training exercise because what else was he gonna do except for like follow the military and (laughs) it's kendricks and kai the people that he ran into at the airport or whatever spaceport well who are uh, the main characters of this series i I don't know who knows (laughs) kendricks is like oh hey what's up so I don't mind that you're here. I don't give a fuck. I don't believe in the authoritarian government's absolute power. But Kai is like, I do believe in the authoritarian (laughs) government's absolute power. We should turn this guy in. How dare you uh, ruin the sanctity of my of my space house? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So dumb. Yeah, like not only all of this, but it's just very clear, like just how fascist it's gotten. Just because, like. He puts on a uniform, and they're immediately like, oh, yeah, you're coming to the military exercise. Like, there's no escaping this, dumbass. And yeah, like, like, yeah, the way he was like, you're going the wrong the guy. way. It's so odd, yeah. Never seen the guy before, nothing. But because he looks like generic white man in an outfit, it's okay. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. This is your white privilege at play. Let's go. You're getting fed right into a military exercise. It really is. Yeah, the best kind of privilege is being being tossed into a meat grinder. <laughs> We've got to talk about the military exercise. Oh, God. There's it, live explosives in it, and if you don't come back from it, you just don't you come just back. You don't come back. It. Yeah, so, like, this is, like, <clears throat> Battle Royale-style military exercise, and you're just in a squad. And it there's no enemy. There's no fucking enemy. This is a made they're just up. Tossing, like bombs at each other. <laughs> yeah, they're literally just throwing shit at you. Like the enemy is coming out for you, and all this. Like you're instilling fear in people that is completely non warranted. There's nothing to be fearful of. There's no aliens invading or anything. You know, right. and like, right. You know, come to find out, as as the the exercise goes on, you know, we cut back to this alien planet that is filled with humanoids. How did just like. Why couldn't, why did this have to be Earth? And, and I'm going to direct this at Kennedy, not, not Hell Baby. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Kennedy, wouldn't this season have made much more sense had this been like KR-38? Yeah, whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck the planet was that, uh, Andros? The car- that yeah, that Andros and uh, what's his name were from. Yeah, that would have made if if this was all happening on KO thirty five or whatever, that would make so much more sense. But instead, this is all happening on Earth. And what's weird about this is, so this is post Zordon era, but it's also the same universe for sure. And we know this because the Astro Mega Ship is about to show up. So if that's the case, then we know this is actually like this is like liberal capitalism problems in a nutshell. Okay. Because at the end of the Zordon era, they literally defeat all of the regional bad guys for the galaxy, basically. Like, it's just over. There are no bad guys left in their immediate vicinity. 
So what happens in the interim between In Space and Lost Galaxy? The humans get more authoritarian towards themselves. In the time In the time without an actual enemy, the boot has turned on itself. Yeah. Or fascism, but but in Power Rangers. This is this is the fall. This is the fall of the Berlin Wall, all over again. <laughs> it, it Communism is. is defeated. Capitalism won. Capitalism, Everything is yeah. fine. There's no more enemies. And so, what happens? We see more. We've never seen this much military presence in a Power Rangers season before. To be clear, they like, had a Gorbachev moment. They had the USSA, and the USSA had a Gorbachev, and then this is like fifty years post Gorbachev. Yeah, like a defending a peaceful, em- like a defending a peaceful empire against like the evil boogeyman of the what could have, what could have happened if we'd lost. Yeah, because we went from like, I would say like whoever the world leader was during Turbo, was the fall of the Berlin Wall, and then this is like. The, I think the wall must have fallen during Zeo. Why? Like, uh, just invasion? because I think that by Turbo, it's like they've already ramped capitalism back up. This is like Russia with Yeltsin is Turbo. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the, the fall of the Soviet Union happened in Zeo, and then we got Turbo Yeltsin. Uh, and then this is like the ramifications of like 40 years after all of it. Mm. that's actually like that's actually like in a very just like like based off of my impression of it like kind of an eerily apt uh comparison that's no it's really what it feels like like i i we're not just making this up because we're leftists yes we're leftists and we read into things what we want but the first no, couple like of seasons of Power season, Rangers like, vibes not... like a command economy where people are just taken care of. And then as it goes, it gets more and more and more capitalist to this point. And now it's just like this really like this is pretty fucking dystopian, except yeah. it's presented with this straight face like it's fine. Like we used to have to like dig really deep for like reactionary moments, like really reactionary. That wasn't cultural, right? That was just like economic and like military and all of that stuff. Like we used to cut really deep and now it's just like, oh no, it's just here. Yeah. I mean, that means all, all of the shit that you you pointed out in the past was clearly foreshadowing for what was to come. Yeah. I mean, it really is like, you know, I hate to I hate to bounce back and forth so much, but it really is so like. I assumed that this show, like, at the, like at the very beginning, I assumed that it would be more of a commentary on itself. And as I realized that it was just played straight, I was genuinely surprised, like, yeah. I, because I feel like most like children's media at this time also had like a be nice than like veneer it wasn't necessarily like like political but it was very much like power is bad like you should question it and you know like <laughs> disney like disney channel politics right like like stuff that's like be strong and and question things but like this didn't even do that this is just like yeah there's a state apparatus and you're gonna love it you're gonna lick its boots forever and you're not gonna mention it or question it ever the only problem with all of this is that Bulk and Skull are still existing. Like, I don't well, understand why Bulk and Bulk Skull are for still sure. Here. Bulk looking good, by the way. 
Bulk, Bulk for really sure. Good. Also, you know, pro- actually, I don't even care why they're still here. Props to Bulk and Skull for being the only characters to be here since the very fucking beginning of the show and for somehow still issues. hanging in. Wild. My my only my <laughs> only headcanon way of explaining that away is uh radiation exposure to aliens, maybe some sort of thing. And that, like, gave them, like, slowed aging. <laughs> also, the fact that they no, were transformed just, into to apes and then, you know. They're just a little them. older than the rangers now, you know. But, like, they're just, like, they're just fucking around in their, like, early 20s not really doing anything important. Yeah, but this Clearly is, like, it's 40 years later. <laughs> or something Clearly like that. This is, like, a time jump. <laughs> No, I think I think it's just that we just have this like rapidly accelerated timeline of like descent into neoliberal capitalist fascism that is probably only taking oh! like a few years. No, really. I got it. I got it. Okay, so we're still we're still going with the whole like Yeltsin thing, and it's not like too far flung into the future. But what's going on now is that so what ends up happening in the mission is that uh, uh, a portal opens up to the world that we started with, with the the Alexander, the great style, pulling the sword out of the rocks, except it's five swords. So basically what ends up happening is, is there's a portal that cracks open to Terra Ventures' military experiment. This woman comes out. She's, she's smoking pretty hot. I want to be her. Yeah, she, I love she's... Her. She's a she's a hottie. She, there um, might be some mildly problematic cultural appropriative aspects to her character, but yeah, outside yeah. of that, very likable character on a lot of levels. Look, she's an animal um, bitch, and she like swings from vines. Okay, she was gonna be my favorite from the beginning. I can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah, definitely like the Tarzani type trope. Um, yeah, she speaks I mean, perfect English. Everyone's able to understand her on Thank Terra God Venture. for that, actually, though. Because think about it. With the Tarzan trope, the alternative would be that she's like, me, Maya, this home. And that would be fucking I said this from absolute the cringe. I best. said this from the beginning. All they could have did was say, we have a universal translator. I mean, my immediate assumption that was that it was like Starfire from Teen Titans. and She just has to make out with somebody and then she can speak their language. <laughs> Could be that too. <laughs> so remember, I, way back at the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned these quasar savers. They were got attacked by these stingwingers and this guy Furio. We're finally back to that after all this weird shit. Yeah. So Maya steps out of the portal to her world, and she's like, uh, "I don't know exactly who y'all are, but you look kind of like military or something. Shit is fucked up on the other end of my portal." Will you come help? Leo's older brother, whose name is Mike, by the way. I looked it up. Sorry, it wasn't Matt. Oh, um, shit. Sex, sorry. Yeah, fucking owned. four letters. Owned. Yeah, I, I did get owned. Um. <laughs> can't believe the liars on the left, man. They're my friends. I, sometimes I just cannot help myself. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Mike and Kendrick's. And I will say, like, props to them for not just always making Kendricks helpless, but instead being like, hey, we're going to send the competent people through the portal. That's Mike and Kendricks. The rest of you guys can fuck off. (laughs) 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 They take off through the portal to go help. But then Kai is supposed to, like, take Leo back. Leo 
breaks free, also dives through the portal at the last second because Leo just doesn't give any fucks about anything. It's a total <laughs> 90s not type moment. Yeah. Psych! They did that a couple times in the Power Rangers before. I appreciated this one. It's it was like, pretty you know, funny. Yeah. There was something there was something else about like the like her coming through the portal scene that was really like striking to me and that's like they were so insistent on like detaining her in the first couple seconds. Like did y'all catch that? They like she tried to run from them and like I mean maybe I get that like they didn't want her to like run out into a field of like live fire, like open fire and like bombs and shit. But like where is she going to go? Like why are y'all trying to detain her? She's like a like clearly like a distressed woman and their immediate reaction was to like try to catch her odd to me just I'm a sorry, weird you, you invaded our space we need to detain you for further questions <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god it just gets worse <laughs> mm. i mean like th th this is not to even mention the fact that they were pulling off like live action sexism on screen with kendrick saying like yeah hey, just stay over here stay back here so you won't get hurt I'm like, she's yeah. in the military. <laughs> she clearly knows what she's doing. <laughs> but she then has also, a gun. again, as soon as there's an actual serious situation, it's like, oh, wait, Kendrick's is competent. So that ends part one uh, as Leo dives through the portal. Psych! And honestly, I just want to say <laughs> part one, if part two has been as good as part one, I would probably, even with the flaws, have been really impressed. Part two, unfortunately, kind of gets a little lost in just a bunch of weird combat-y stuff that doesn't make sense and some sort of jumps between things that don't make sense and some plot concessions that don't make sense. It just doesn't make as much sense. Uh, right. But let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so Kai feels guilty about uh, having let everyone else go through the portal while he was just a little rat, think, shithead, who wasn't thinking about anyone but himself. And uh, he starts to realize maybe he should have some kind of change of heart. The Astro Mega Ship, in the meantime, is a museum. God, it's so weird. Why is the Astro Mega Ship a museum? Anyway. Um okay. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> I just, I, I have to state this because I had a location issue before because I thought that that this took place on Earth, this whole Astro Megaship stuff does, but it doesn't. Kai is on Terra Venture. Kai is not on Earth, right? Yeah, yeah. So if that's the case, then that means that they fucking colonized the moon. Like, they built a biome on the moon. They colonized the fucking moon and put the Astro Mega ship there for the museum. Because as we see, Kai goes on the ship to take the Astro Mega ship to try and, I guess, pilot it into space to go to that planet and save his friends. And so Kai goes to the Astro Mega ship because it's a museum and it's clearly still a fully functional operational ship. That's it. That's totally safe to have yeah. civilians in. I, I, I just want to say before we get too much deeper into just the uh, the the extreme plot weirdness that's going on at this point, that this is when uh, our last missing Power Ranger, Damon, is introduced, 
and uh, I, oh my god, this just he, like he seems high tier already. Yeah, Not I, only is he high tier, but he just nails it in this portrayal of fascism. As we just <laughs> went through, I, I'm sorry, I, I I have to talk about it because it literally like uncanny valley levels of territory watching this. But uh, we, <laughs> so the it's so at the date of this recording, you're gonna you guys are gonna listen to this way far flung in the future, probably in February. We're listening to this like a couple of days after the insurrection at our White House in real life, for context. And the people that were cleaning the Capitol mm -hmm. were minorities. There wasn't white people cleaning the Capitol. So yeah. who the fuck do they get to clean the ship, the museum? Of course. Of course. Not just clean it, but maintain it. Yeah. Um, Expect like it to fit he's... many different hats. Clearly yes. underpaid. Clearly, Clearly underpaid. underpaid. In fact, you know he's underpaid because he immediately gives up on that old job idea. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you can take um, the ship. I don't, like, I don't have any. Like Kai shows up and he's like, listen. Um, now, I don't know exactly why this makes sense. This was one of the inconsistencies. Uh, Kai's like, listen, um, I, my friends went through a portal and the Astro Megal ship can maybe go through portals. I need to take it. Um, that part, little sus, but whatever. We'll just run with it. Um, <laughs> um, so Kai's like, look, my friends went through this portal to another world to try to help people. And I left them behind and I just feel like they're going to need help and I just want to help them. And Damon's like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. That sounds that sounds way cooler than just um, being, <laughs> yeah. being pushed around by my shitty white boss <laughs> and uh, maintaining this ship as a museum. I would have preferred go. had he started it like that. Because yeah. he didn't start like that. He was like, this isn't a ship. It's a museum. And like he repeats himself like two more times, I'm sure, after that, before he's like, all right, all right. All right. Decca, yeah, Alpha, let's go, or <laughs> whatever. And I'm just like, my thing is, I think he's in on it with Alpha. I think Alpha is like understanding of just how fucked this entire situation is <laughs> with Terra Venture and whatnot. And Alpha is just like, hopefully there will be humans that will not be shitty people and we could start up a new <laughs> Power Rangers to actually take care of the threats. Instead of contributing to fascism, maybe, just maybe, like, that has to be the reason. The Green Ranger is dead, like, okay, yeah, I'm in on it, Alpha. Just let me know when it's the right time and we'll do it. Alpha not giving Damon, like, uh, an objection, per se, right? Because Alpha stayed quiet that whole time. Damon knew through the, the scent of silence, like, okay, Kai, there must be something. Alpha must recognize something in Kai for Alpha to not object to any of this. So let's go. Still, there's a little bit too much repetition in that. Yeah. Yeah. Very much like this is a, this is going to be a surface level character at first. We'll give him some surface level lines, you know. But I did like him a lot. I liked him. I thought he was fun. <laughs> yeah. Damon and Kai uh, wake up the Astro Mega ship and they fly out into space and they go through a wormhole. This is where things start to get really like sort of hallucinogenic 
after this point they're obviously using a lot of sentai footage and shit and like the plot just starts to unravel even more they take off they go through the portal and in the meantime leo catches up with everybody else that was already on the before planet Furio and the Stingwingers are still fighting everybody, but they're upset because Furio can't pull a sword out and he's mad. But during the fight, Mike reaches over and pulls one of the sabers out with ease. Dun, da, da, da. And like, as if on cue, everybody else that's there is like, let me try and swords. <laughs> Happen. Yeah, maybe maybe I know that guy kind of. So let me try. This is a All euphemism. They needed... This is a euphemism for white sa- the white savior complex. <laughs> I literally was about this to say like, that. Like, All this... they needed was like a white guy with like beautifully clopped, like beautifully quaffed air to just like gently tug at the sword. And Listen, it... though, this time it's okay because it's just white saving whites. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's okay because the, the indigenous on this land are white people, right? <laughs> Maya, Kai, Kendricks—they're all Power Rangers. Mike's a Power Ranger. They... I like the designs in motion. I think I, I like upon first glance, I was like, I really don't like the suits, especially when you see still images of it. But I think in the Sentai footage, it works really well. I like the Green Ranger design a lot. It reminds me of the Die Ranger outfit yeah it is a costume that looks better in motion than standing still the helmets are really good this season standing still the costumes look like different colors of like charlie brown's (laughs) t-shirt yeah like like very much like a charlie brown t-shirt yeah (laughs) you know what would have been better actually what would have really spiced up this costume give me the the 90s blue spray paint with the purple stroke going through it on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. That would have been great. Give me different color variations of that across all the range. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there should, like, eventually, like, there should be, like, a a Star Wars season that's just, like, back in the 90s, and they should 100% do that. Not Star Actually, Wars, that. Fuck, Power Rangers, sorry. It would have it worked so much better. <laughs> but um, I do, I do like the... I do like the I do like the outfits. I like how like um <laughs> I like the transformation sequence. I think the mm. transformation sequence of this one was better than in space. It is. Yeah. Um and the morphing process isn't dumb. Uh, uh I'm driving a wheel, uh, putting the key uh, in the ignition. You gotta put the key in the fucking I'm swag no. cooking over here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we have some rangers. Kai also shows up. He's a ranger. Damon's a ranger. It's, we have all five rangers. So they fight the bad guys. But Furio has some impressive powers and starts like just turning everything to stone and fucking everything up. Um, Medusa, but toxic masculinity. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You're kind of right. Yeah. Yeah. Furio has like Frieza levels of power. Oh, like yeah, Frieza, like Furio could make an entire planet turn to stone with one spell. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's fucking nutty. Like the Yellow Ranger got genocided. The entire planet for the Yellow Ranger turns to stone by the end of this entire fight sequence as they escape out of there. 
the Power Rangers do not come out of this with a dub. And not only that, but Leo lost his brother because his brother believed in the dream of Leo <laughs> yeah, I, I being believe this in great you. guy. Yeah, and so like... Uh, Leo's so- like, the pain of you losing your older brother will drive you to be a better person. I sacrifice myself. <laughs> yeah, so like, this is very interesting because I mentioned there's a lot of parallels to Super Sentai Gingaman, and this was the most striking one, was this older brother, younger brother. Literally, um, in the Sentai show, the older brother falls in a pit, even, and like, you know, fall, falls into like a crack in the earth, like this kind of same thing. It's really interesting that they they copied certain aspects of it so heavily um but it's also remade this isn't the same footage so um which they could have used because that they were in their suits in that part of that scene at least anyway um so so yeah mike falls into a ravine and he's hanging on for dear life and leo's like take my hand brother i'll get you out of there and mike's like nah take the sword i'm out (laughs) <laughs> and as soon as he grabs the sword, he just sort of like tosses himself backward, like deuces. He is. I'm not <laughs> even going to try to climb out of here or be rescued. It's over. I'm two feet away from you. I'm comfortable <laughs> with dying. Like low key, though, he could have like did one of those. He could have just like power jumped. You know what I'm saying? Like just grab onto the mountain, get a good grip, and just fucking like launch yourself. And yeah, he would have been and didn't okay. the he was not didn't one of the rangers down. didn't the pink ranger at one point imply that like her ability to fight had been like improved just by holding the sword? She was like, "This power is incredible." So like, my guy could have easily just like climbed a little bit. What if like, yeah. instead? What if instead of Scar, it was Simba? And yeah. Mufasa said to Simba, "You'll be a great king one day." And he just launches himself just off. Like, <laughs> I am just a Simba. I am just a plot point so that you'll have a tragic backstory. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, it's like full on fascist head ass, though. Like the explanation yeah. that he gave was like full on, like dumb. I believe in the nationalist cause, no matter what. You will be great. You will serve Terra Venture amazingly. Bye. And then, and then also, like as like, soon as they leave, as okay, soon as they leave Miranoi, as soon as they leave Miranoi, like there's only the slightest hint that uh, Leo is in any way bothered by losing his brother. And I'm sorry, I already forget her name, but the Yellow Ranger is just like, yeah. well, guess my whole planet's gone. But now I have friends. So it's fine. And I, I got chosen by the Quasar Sabers. This is way cooler than having a planet. Yeah. Uh, like, I was real worried about the genocide back when I thought I was going to be a part of it. But I'm good. Y'all, y'all got that. Y'all can take care of that. So, yeah, the so Rangers dark. take off in the mega ship, head back to Terra Venture. But Scorpius follows them. And swears revenge. Scorpius being the big bad of this season. Scorpius is kind of a disgusting blob. I don't even know how to describe. <laughs> he's a he's a a horrifying mass of foam and glue and cream paint. Like Jabba the Hutt, but like an insect. 
way way grosser job of the hut and you probably didn't think that was possible because job of the hut is gross yeah, as no. hell so gross like <laughs> they're just like the close-up the close-up on his like nasty little pincher face yeah what was that <laughs> so i was watching it i was watching it like with my with my mom she was like doing laundry and she looked up and was just like she had like a physical reaction to seeing it like gross like, it's so gross why is it so shiny why'd they have to make him so slimy scorpion so gross it's hard to describe and it's gross it's like a weird insect boss monster i will say that like this is a decent step to take though in terms of like having a a new boss monster that's different instead of another variation of rita yeah instead of rita number five um <laughs> Eat a little Rita in my life. Eat a little diva by thy side. Eat a little astronomer. <laughs> my favorite thing, yeah. sorry, this is a this is a random point. My favorite thing since like the there wasn't there like a Power Rangers movie like a couple years back and people like um there's so many sexy Rita repulsas on the internet after that. <laughs> I didn't want to see that. <laughs> I don't know why that had to happen. <laughs> you know what? I think Rita's kind of hot. <laughs> I'm going to okay. be the one to say it. I think like Fair. Rita's, uh, I think Rita carries herself very nicely and she goes underappreciated <laughs> in the hotness scale. Also, she's kind of nice with it. Her fit is, <laughs> is fucking rocking. And she's kind of nice with it. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the fit kennedy <laughs> kennedy come on you would wear a rita I, repulsa inspired outfit i would. I would wear an astronomer inspired outfit way quicker that's so my style astronomer had the fits especially first half of in space yeah with second half of in space when she's like borged out and like no longer does extravagant makeup and wigs and changes ch- or changes her outfit very much. Not as cool, but first half of season astronomer, fucking changing the hair every day, fucking glitter makeup all the time. Best villain yet. Before we conduct our episode reviews, there's a couple other things I want to touch on. Uh, the intro. What did you guys think about the intro? It's fine. Long. It's not quite as good as in space. For sure. In space had that really compelling intro. I like the first 15, or no, because the intro is like 30 seconds long. I think. (laughs) It's very long. (laughs) It's very long. It feels long because it repeats certain sections too much, but the first like 10 seconds of it is fantastic. Oh, Uh, yeah. I also like uh, Jason Radford. Uh, He was, he did a bunch of songs for the Digimon movie. Mm. Uh, So I'm kind of keen on his voice. I like it a lot. Uh, So a little bit biased on there, but overall it just repeats itself too much. I wish it, it changed it up a bit. I also don't like the fact that like before it cuts to the title screen, it repeats the first the, Power Rangers yeah, Lost Galaxy. I didn't yeah. like that either. Yeah. It felt so unnatural. Like somebody that like does a little, a little singing, a little writing. It felt like they were like, okay, we really gotta have a motif, and I also want the name to be played again. Can we do can we do that? Can we figure that out? You know, yeah. it was it was very much like 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 forced. Pretty weak, honestly. I'm not sure if this is the worst one that we've seen. What intro wise? Worse than Turbo, intro wise. 
Turbo's intro was pretty okay. It was fine. I think Mighty Morphin Season 3 had kind of a weak intro. Alien Rangers is the worst. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, this is better than Alien Rangers, but I think if you don't count that one, it probably is the worst one. But that's like bad. But that but that's like low key like really bad because like that's a really bad versus because all of those songs are great. Yeah. Like, at its minimum it's like a 7, you know? Yeah. So It's fine. I know we uh talked about the Rager designs there were a couple of things that I wanted to cover that we didn't get to yet. One was that I know that we spent a lot of time talking about like the weird fashy starship troopers part of the sci-fi. I want to say though, there were also like, they leaned a little bit more into like the star Trek ripoff at times as well. And that was to only benefit in my opinion, for the most part, like this, the spaceship sets are better this season. Like some of those were really quite good. It's less laser um, tag looking. Yes. Yeah. Um, it really looks like a pretty quality like spaceship set that would pass these these sets would absolutely pass on Star Trek. Like hundred percent. Of the same era. Like I was shocked how much it compared to other like sci-fi media from this period. Like it just looks it fits into like the canon of like like sci-fi television shows, you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. look like something it was made for children. It looks like or, or it doesn't look too much like it was made for children. Yeah. Whereas in space was like maybe like eight out of ten of the way to being like full prestige sci-fi television. This just feels like, yes, it is a for younger audiences, but this is like a sci-fi, like the channel type show at this point. Yes, just fully. Absolutely. Just fully. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Mystic Knights of Tirnanog died for this show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never five get. Um, the other thing that I wanted to point out, I, I think um, they did one really very cool dynamic that I'm hoping will be interesting in these early episodes in particular, um, which was to have four of the Rangers don't really know shit about where these powers come from or why. And then one of them is actually an expert in this lore. And like, has always been versed in the lore of the Power Rangers and the Quasar Sabres. And I think that that's like a a very good dynamic to have in this season with Maya just being like, guys, we we have this incredible sacred power that we've been entrusted with. And let me tell you all about it. And everyone else is kind of like, oh, what? Uh, Oh, (laughs) this is a lot to process. Like, (laughs) I I thought that was a very strong dynamic to open with for the team. Um, And it really feels hopeful to me in terms of like in space gave us this um, you know, team of Power Rangers where all of the characters were fairly interesting, had some agency, you know, kind of had different personalities that were relatively distinct. And I, it, it makes me very hopeful that we're going to get something like that here again. Yeah. yeah, it feels like it feels like it's like really setting itself up for an interesting team dynamic and not just like us, like like in a, like assigning roles to characters for the sake of it. Like it, it really did feel like again like purposeful like there was a like like it wasn't an afterthought so they were like yeah how do we how do we make this work it really felt like it was built into the story we already have some reasons to kind of be impressed with each of the power rangers to some extent and like only kind of kai and leo 
sort of let down that expectation slightly by both of them just kind of being a little more dorky and not as interesting. <laughs> but like the other three in particular, you've got Kendricks, who again is like already shaping up to be this maybe like pink shadow leader type character with like all of her like just skills and like ability to just like take charge of problems. Um, you've got Damon who like just from the jump seems like he's going to be like really interesting. Uh, and then you've got Maya who has this like sort of like, again, kind of interesting role in the party that already just from, from the jump is going to make her, I don't know, dynamic with the way that she interacts. So I, I'm really hopeful on that front. You You're know, like I think <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of like warrior Dende almost. Yeah. I will. Speaking of like Dragon Ball Z and uh, power, <laughs> we got to talk a little bit about the power levels just because I wanted to note something, which mm. was that it seemed like last season, the Rangers scaled up in power. This season, it seems like the villains scaled up in power. We have never quite seen someone who could do global devastation like that in a short time frame. Like Rita Repulsa, Divatox, you know, all these other villains have threatened it. Like the the highest we ever saw was the fact that Zed has Serpentera. Yeah. And Zed could just like absolutely destroy a world. But Serpentera has its limits, right? Constantly need amount of fuel and all this other stuff. So um this this new guy, Scorpius, also, he feels, like, comparable to Dark Spectre out the gate. And this is just getting started. Yeah. And he's at a much more compact form factor. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as we were talking about, like, the sort of roles that... I'm sorry to, like, go back to this, but it just sort of, like, go popped on. into my head. I just realized that I'm pretty sure Leo is supposed to be played as, like, the, stra the, the scrappy, like, alternative street kid. Like, I think that that's, like, his, like, his, supposed to be his, like, uh, like, his special trait or, like, the thing that makes him, like, a part of the team is, like, he's supposed to be, like, the outsider guy. And I feel like there might be an interesting dynamic if it does continue to develop, like, this, like, sort of, like, fuck you, dad, I won't do what you tell me guy, Leo, like, has to work with this, like, super authoritarian, like, please, God, emperor, state, let me lick your boots, guy, Kai. Like, I do think... That that could be an interesting dynamic, yeah. but also hilarious that the like '90s showrunners think that the perfect way to like show that someone's alternative in the '90s is like, okay, red velvet shirt <laughs> and a necklace. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Love it. What do you guys think about Quasar Quest? Okay, time for final rating. I'll just go first. All right, it's pretty good. There's some weird aspects. Part two, like, I wish it was all as good as part one, but I do appreciate that also the whole thing as a whole is just two parts, that they're not going for the ultra-long intros anymore. It's, it's probably like a six out of ten, if I'm being honest, because there are, like, there's a lot of things to praise, but it just doesn't live up to the concept on so many levels. A lot of the scenes are kind of long and weird and awkward. And a lot of the themes are just kind of mismatched. And part two just opens with these plot points that don't really make sense. Um, and it's just kind of frustrating because it really felt like they, they built plenty to work with in part one. So where, where did it go wrong, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
you know, I kind of, I, I have the same like gut instinct. Like it, it, it really is a sort of like meh. I mean, like, okay, so I want to give it more credit because I do appreciate like the, like the, like the attempt at a high concept show. And I can look at like the, like the technical stuff and be really like, ooh and ah about like, my brain always goes to like makeup and sets whenever I watch anything sci-fi. Like that's just like what I get excited about. So I do think that I feel like there's room for it to improve. And I like, I'm excited to see where it goes, but as it stands, probably around like a six or a seven out of 10. Yeah. Just um, based on the first two episodes. Yeah. If you like the show, then I rated it a seven. If you don't like the show, then I rated it a six. <laughs> uh, is yeah. Where I'm at. yeah. Um, That's how you started that line. <laughs> yeah, because I like that it plays up the Starship Troopers angle uh, in a completely serious way um, <laughs> to its extreme, right? Like, I... I I, I, I mentioned this to Kennedy before when we were watching Common Rider Zero One together outside of Sentai Truther. But I like when a show takes a concept and just whole hogs it all the way mm -hmm. from like depictions to actions that characters have and all this other stuff. So I appreciate that and I like that. And it's interesting to watch, you know, the sort of parallels that are in this show with the parallels that are in real life. And the sort of concepts that are explored here. I think that there, there's a lot of merit into that. However, who am I supposed to like? Right. Especially at first. Because by... Eventually it gets going and it's like, okay, Kendrick's somewhat likable. Damon's somewhat likable. Like I've already said, who's likable? And Maya. But it really... You spend a lot of time on these characters that they don't do a good job of making you like. Like Leo. Mm-hmm. Mostly yeah. just Leo. Just they really want to set. They really want to set up that Leo was like the guy, and he's got like the most sympathetic story, and he's just he's eh, he's a guy. He's there. Yeah, yeah. Like he's Leo got a really a, strong jawline. I wouldn't say Leo is the worst <laughs> Red Ranger. Like we all know no. the answer to that. But Leo is just okay, and he gets the most screen time. He has a lot of interesting plot around him, but him as a character doesn't get me excited or anything. Also, Kai being a fucking narc and acting like dipshit, you know, I don't yeah, like hard that. to like. I'm a, a extremely hard to like person. I don't even think you are supposed to like. I'm interested. Yeah, to no. see, I'm interested to see his arc, but mm -hmm. I'm hoping they don't get lazy with it and all of a sudden make him good or whatever, just because he's a part of the team. Hope they explore yeah. him more. That's my big hope for the season. I mean, we don't have a, a Black Ranger this season, so hopefully they're just going to take it as, like, Blue Ranger is Black Ranger this season in terms of, like, for a lot of I'm the aggressive. seasons that we've seen. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the kind of, like, not-so-agreeable, uh, you know, grain of sand in your fucking oyster kind of guy. You know? I go on <laughs> 4chan for my news. <laughs> um, if they do if they do a good job with that, then it could work out because we've seen them do like uh, you know a good job with some of those characters like Carlos, especially last season was a very good sort of like I don't always fit in um character that like complemented the team well in like a storytelling sense. so yeah. we'll see who knows maybe by the end we'll of this he'll vote Biden. Um, so <laughs> I will say I will say one more thing 
as my like final word on it, which is it's a six out of ten, but it my excitement to watch more of this season is like ten out of ten. Oh yes, mm-hmm. like it, it. I definitely walked out of it like okay, there was a lot that they left sitting on the table there, but regardless, they have really set us up for a season that could go really interesting places, and I'm pretty hyped. I wouldn't say I'm a 10 in terms of concept. I would say, or at least like interest to watch further. I would say I'm probably at like an eight. Um, I'm, I'm very interested and in I do want to keep watching. Right. But, uh, uh, it's just certain elements of it that really rubbed me the wrong way. Even if I'm like, Oh, that's such an interesting take on fascism. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's probably where I stand on it. I do like the dichotomy that we flipped from Star Trek to Starship Troopers. So I'm really interested to see like, okay, well, you know, this is kind of sort of the end of the the space seasons, right? Because they go back to doing like regular on Earth shit after this. Really, what this tells me is that they can make Power Rangers out of anything. <laughs> Like you could improv your way into making a Power Rangers about literally any sort of setting or any sort of story type, right? Because you're you're kind of getting space medieval King Arthur type shit from here. Uh, <laughs> on top of like Starship Troopers, we've had episodes where they like do their own version of Armageddon and their own version of Among Us. So yeah. like, it's like, oh, okay, cool. So we really can get like a Power Rangers that's imagination can stretch far and wide across. Any different things, not just just give me a leftist Power Ranger. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, we haven't it's had one since like, in space. It seems like like it, it's such a like foolhardy like structure, like base structure for any sort of story in any kind of universe. I feel like, and that's of course why it's been so successful because it's like like designed to be adaptable. But it really is like surprising. How within the same universe, like so many different concepts can be worked in in a way that doesn't feel like, okay, they're just trying to, they're just trying, they're just pulling shit out of a hat now, you know? Yeah. I I think it's, I think it's neat. Oh, baby. What would you like to plug today? Well, everybody that's listening should check out twitch.tv slash bad praxis and listen to the bad praxis podcast. We have coming soon. We had to put this on, on ice because, I got COVID and uh, the Clinton crime family attacked my co-host's kidneys and he was in the hospital for a bit. <laughs> um, but we are working on a spicy episode about some of the worst takes from The Spectator, like a Nazi rag in the UK, uh, defending literal Nazis and pedophilia. Like, don't you guys know that the German vets were also the heroes of World War II? <laughs> like, isn't that like the most like wonderful takeaway from history (laughs) so yeah uh keep an eye out for that and uh you know we're trying to invigorate the podcast again you know we've been having a lot of fun on twitch again twitch.tv slash bad practice check us out yeah we're 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 cranking out the content 2021 it's gonna be a good fucking year hell yeah (laughs) awesome well thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me on yeah and i hope (laughs) you have a great rest of your day and please stay safe i don't want you getting COVID again. (laughs) <laughs> well, my goal is to get it every 30 days or every 90 days so that I always have immunity. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs>
Don't need a vaccine if I got those antibodies. (laughs) All right, I'm ending it. Rangers, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And as always, you can find Kennedy and I on Twitter. I am at Gravcast and Kennedy is at Kennedy T. Cooper. Stay safe, Rangers, and may the power protect you.